0: If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at Or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. Excellent. Okay. This week, um, the title of, of the talk from 1 Thessalonians chapter 3 is There May Be Trouble Ahead. And uh, I saw this sign this week, and uh, it's got, a, by the magic of technology or the wonder of technology, it should come up on the screen. And uh, if I remember rightly, it's a a warning sign, a safety sign that says there may be trouble ahead. And uh, it says underneath it, but while there's music, all all site visitors, please note that while there is moonlight, music, love, romance, it is advised that you face the music and dance. Uh, Obviously taken from uh, an Irving Berlin song, it made me smile because when there is trouble ahead, I think it was Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers danced to this, I might be wrong. But they faced the music and danced. So the message today is, there may be trouble. There may be trouble ahead. That's what Paul says to this church, this young church. There may be trouble ahead. But while there is, all these other good things, let's fix our eyes on the one who overcomes the trouble maybe we can say, I will dance. I will dance in the face of adversity. You don't want to see me dance, maybe. I will face those troubles because I know the one who stands with me. I know the one who lives in me. And I know the one who's gone before me. Now, I know some people can get by with just a song. And I know that to many people, music is important. You know, Maybe you psych yourself up. We were thinking this morning before I came out to speak, we could have this piece of music to psych me up as I as I came out to speak to you. You know, just to get me revved up. Maybe we could have this piece. You know, it's a very familiar piece. Okay, I could go off, go off and come back on again. Come on, spin round. Yes, yes. Maybe maybe we can have a bit of uh, the rocky music to to psych us up, ready to preach. Or maybe we could have this one. Bit of a build-up, get yourself all excited, get yourself all ready, ready to hear from God, ready to speak God's words. Okay, I'm not gonna dance, don't worry. So maybe you psych yourself up with a bit of music. Maybe, maybe that's what you live for. Maybe a song can help you. You know, I did think about playing the Muppets, but we're not going to, it's okay. Life's a happy song. Oh, there we go. These words used to be my alarm, alarm clock. <laughs> Everything is great, everything is grand. I've got the whole wide world in the palm of my hand. Okay, that was my alarm clock to make me face the day back in the day before I went to work. But music is important, and while it's important, and the worship this morning was brilliant and it was great to praise God, but while music is important, it won't give you the strength to stand. It won't give you the thing that will keep you going when everything is falling apart. It might help, and it might encourage, and it might build up, and it might cycle, but it's not the thing that we can remain standing on. Chapter 3 in 1 Thessalonians starts by reminding this young church that they were told there would be trouble. There will be trouble ahead. Let's read from the message version, just the first five verses to begin with. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 to 5. So when we couldn't stand being separated from you any longer and could find no way to visit you ourselves, we stayed in Athens and sent Timothy to get you up and about, cheering you on so that you wouldn't be discouraged by these hard times. He's a brother and companion in the faith, God's man in spreading the message, preaching Christ. Not that the troubles should come as any surprise to you. Let's remember that. The troubles should not come as any surprise to us. You have always known that we're in for this kind of thing. It's part of our calling. When we were with you, we made it quite clear that there was trouble ahead. And now that it's happened, you know what it's like. That's why I couldn't quit worrying. I had to know for myself how you were doing in the faith. I didn't want the tempter getting to you. And tearing down everything we had built up together. I'm just going to stop there. Tearing down everything we'd built up together. First of all in this passage Paul says Timothy's come to you. He's come to you to cheer you on. He's come to cheer you on in these hard times to encourage them despite their difficulty. It's so easy isn't it to become fickle and turn into fickle fans. The first hint of trouble in football, it sacked the manager. I've uh, got a half-cousin, he might even be watching this today. Hello, Tim, if you are. But on Facebook recently, for the last month, he has been saying, get rid of Jurgen Klopp, Liverpool. Get rid of Jurgen Klopp. They've, lost a f- they've drawn a few games, and they're not quite where they need to be. But it's get rid of them. This week, they won a game against Spurs, and it was, oh, well done, Jurgen. And I said, you can't, you can't change your mind like that. And sometimes as Christians, the first hint of trouble, we start blaming. The first hint of trouble, we start to make excuses. The first hint of trouble, we want to sack the manager. Who's managing your life? As a Christian, it should be God. Let's not sack the one who makes the difference. You know, criticism comes. Discouragement comes. Let me ask each one of us a question today. Who are we cheering on? Who are we cheering on right now? Who have we got that we're saying, yeah, go for it, keep going, like Timothy was to this church, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of difficulty, who is cheering you on? And who is cheering you on? Yeah, who are you cheering on? And who is cheering you on? One of the things that used to um, draw my attention at our old building at Abbey Road was the brick wall at the front of the church. And actually, if you looked at that brick wall, every brick was surrounded by about, I think, six other bricks. It was surrounded by six other bricks because each of those bricks had to support each other. That's what the church should be not one or two bricks supporting every other brick, but actually six bricks around one. There was one brick there, two there, two there, and one on side. So it was six. Sorry, Jake's just questioning my arithmetic there, that's all. But yeah, there were six bricks surrounding each one. Each brick cheering the other one on, if you like. Six bricks for each one. Each of us need to be cheering someone on and making sure they are encouraged in these difficult times. Trials will come. There may be trouble ahead. There may be trouble right now. But actually, trouble should not take us by surprise. Jesus promised there would be hard times. Habakkuk, the prophet, in the Old Testament, wrote a song. Yeah, we've sung some amazing songs this morning. I will build my life on Christ. You know, Uh, that I'm not enough without you. Come again. And lots of other songs. We're going to sing some others later on. Every giant will fall. Sorry, I've spoiler alert there. Every giant will fall. because of God in our lives. And Habakkuk chapter 3 is a song. It says at the end it's written for the orchestra. Habakkuk chapter 3 verses 17 to 19 says this, though the cherry trees don't blossom and the strawberries don't ripen, though the apples are worm-eaten and the wheat fields are stunted, though the sheep pens are sheepless And the cattle barns empty. Not so far, not the best of songs, is it? You know, we're not going to stand at the front of church and sing about everything being horrendous. But actually, he goes on to say this I'm singing joyful praise to God. Despite all of that trouble, despite all of that difficulty, what is Habakkuk saying in this song? Whatever's going on, I am singing joyful praise to God. It's a choice. It's something we've got to get our heads around because we can praise God for who he is no matter what the season. In every season, we've sung, there'll be joy, there'll be weeping. But in everything, our God is faithful. He is the one to stand on. Not the songs we sing, not the music we sing, but I will sing joyful praise to God. It goes on to say this, I'm turning cartwheels of joy to my saviour. Now, I don't know if Don is able to do cartwheels. I know I can't. But actually, this morning, despite the trouble, despite the difficulty, the barns are empty, the sheep, the sheep aren't there. There's no fruit on the trees. I am singing joyful praise to God. I am turning cartwheels of joy to my Saviour. Is that our attitude today? Because we need to examine ourselves, because this is what God wants. Our eyes fixed on him, so that when there is trouble ahead, we keep our eyes fixed on him. And we sing for joy. We turn cartwheels of joy to my Saviour God. Why? Because I am counting on God's rule to prevail. I am counting on God's rule to prevail. Not my will be done, but your will, Jesus. I take heart and gain strength. I run like a deer. I feel like I'm king of the mountain. Look at that change in that song. It starts off with, there is nothing. There's no fruit. There's nothing to eat. There's no livestock. What are we going to do? I'm going to sing joyful praise to God. I'm going to cartwheel for joy to him and count on his rule And his end line is, I feel like I'm king of the mountain. Why? Because we stand on the promises of God, the one who lifts us up. Though there is trouble ahead, while there is God's love, while there is God's rule, while there is God's rescue, we can face it and turn cartwheels of joy. We can face the music and dance. We can rejoice in Christ, my savior. You're saved today. If you call yourself a Christian, then it means you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Saviour. And we can rejoice in Christ our Saviour. We're counting on God to prevail. So who are you cheering on? Let me ask you another question. Who are you counting on? Because the only person, the only one we can count on truly is Jesus. Because Jesus saves Jesus loves, Jesus gives, Jesus holds, and Jesus walks with us. So we can feel like King of the Mountain. When I hear the phrase count on him, I'm reminded of a a song by Bruno Mars. I, I love music, I don't depend on it, but I love music. And Bruno Mars sang a song called Count on Me. He said, You can count on me like one, two, three. Do you know? You can't count on Bruno Mars. He will let you down. After his first album, I found most of his other stuff pretty, pretty letting down personally, but there you go. Those of you who are a bit older, Abba, what did they sing? You can, if you change your mind, I'm the first in line. Take a chance on me. Do you know what? If you take a chance on Abba, it will all go wrong. They, they've not spoken to each other for years, although I think recently they've started getting back on together again. But they couldn't even count on each other, and they're asking you to take a chance on them. Poof. Jesus says, you can count on me. We can count on God's rule to prevail. It might look difficult. It might look dark. The way ahead might be difficult. But we can count on him. We can count on him. And it's not taking a chance. A better song is a Tim Hughes song. If you've never heard it before, I recommend you listen to it. It's what we've not sung for a long, long time. But it's called, I'm counting on your name. And the first line says my name is written in your hands you've called me your own now I am yours no earthly power can tear us apart I'm counting on your name to save me there is a truth that we can count on not Bruno Mars not Abe. But we can count on him because we are written in his palms. We are held in his heart and he has called us his own. If you have accepted Jesus this morning, if you've accepted that he died for you, that he loved you so much that he died and took your punishment so you could be forgiven and I could be forgiven, then we can count on his name. No earthly power can tear us apart. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God. So even if the cherry tree doesn't blossom, even if the sheep pens are empty, I can count on God's rule and reign. Who are you counting on? If it's not Jesus, life will add up. Who are we counting on? You know, Paul couldn't stop worrying that this young church wouldn't get to see him ever again and they would just walk away from the faith, that without somebody a bit more mature in their faith, they would walk away from it. I know how he feels. For the last year, I've worried that there'll be people who will stop choosing to worship because of the difficulties that are around us. I've worried that there'll be people who are young in their faith and people we've not seen for a long time who will decide, you know, it's too hard. Or they'll forget about Jesus because they can't gather as church. You know, don't count on the church, but count on the one who is the body, who is the head of the church, who is everything, Jesus I was worried that people would stop choosing to hear him. that worried that people would stop choosing to seek him. That we would go backwards in our faith. But here, Paul says, Timothy comes back with good news. They're still strong. They're still strong. And why are they still strong? Because even though there was trouble ahead, they're counting on the name of Jesus. They are depending on the one who saves. Today, If in this pandemic you are still choosing to look to Jesus, then that is good news. Don has already shared that image of holding on for dear life in a film. Actually, we can depend on the one who's reaching down to save us, who's lifting us out of the miry clay, because choosing Jesus is good news. Do you know, I love seeing people's comments on Facebook. Usually I do, because they're usually quite nice. I don't get a lot of cyberbullying, thankfully. But I love seeing comments on Facebook, people sharing how they're in a better place than they were 12 months ago. Why? Because of Jesus. People have shared pictures and said, I never thought I would be here. I never thought I would be in this place. Somebody sent me a picture of Christmas and, and said, "You know, I never thought I would see this day when actually me and my loved ones are counting on the name of Jesus. Can I just encourage you and cheer you on and say, keep going, keep going. 1 Thessalonians 3 goes on to say this, verses 6 to 8. But now that Timothy is back, bringing this terrific report on your faith and love, we feel a lot better. It's especially gratifying to know that you continue to think well of us and that you want to see us as much as we want to see you. In the middle of our trouble and hard times here, Just knowing how you're doing keeps us going. Knowing that your faith is alive keeps us alive. I can really echo that. Knowing that your faith is alive keeps us alive. I can echo that. When I see messages from people who I've not seen and I really want to see. Knowing that in the middle of your trouble and my trouble and hard times, knowing that you are still standing on Jesus keeps me going. I love seeing those messages. I love seeing and knowing that God is at work in you because it's good news. Good news of faith and love. Keep sharing it. If you've not shared it, keep sharing it more. Good news of your faith and your love because of his love first. Knowing that your faith is alive keeps us alive. You know, it's so hard when you find that somebody has walked away from Jesus. It's so hard when you find and discover that somebody who who has had that experience of knowing Jesus has made a decision, do you know, it's too hard. I believe when it's too hard, that's when we've taken our eyes off him. Knowing that your faith is alive, keeps us alive. Keep sharing. You know, my brother-in-law has finally joined Facebook. He's been using his daughter's Facebook for many years to advertise his services, and he's finally joined Facebook. And one thing that's been really exciting is he's been sharing his faith with a whole new audience that wouldn't have seen Jesus without him doing that. And a whole new audience of people, his work colleagues, his people he's done gardens for, are seeing what keeps him strong. That's good news. I shared a verse this week that came up on my feed and I wanted to encourage, but I didn't expect it to really. But I was massively encouraged when he cheered me on in it. He liked what I'd posted. And then underneath said, yes, this verse speaks to me as well. And people cheered it on. Others liked it and shared it. Knowing that faith is alive keeps us alive. Let's cheer one another on in these ways. It's a bit like a fire. You can have a roaring fire of coals. But if you take one of those burning coals out of the fire and put it to one side, then the fire keeps burning, but that one coal will go out. Don't choose to take yourself out of that fire. Choose to put yourself in and keep encouraging, keep pouring on love, and keep fueling the fire of the Holy Spirit. Because we don't want your fire to fade and stop burning. Because knowing your faith is alive keeps us alive. We can still be together and encouraging and cheering and sharing our faith, even in these troubled times. And you know, when you share your faith, and when you share your encouragement, who knows? else's faith it's keeping alive you don't know the impact it has so thank you Russell for what you shared this week 1 Thessalonians 3 verses 9 to 10 goes on to say this what would be an adequate Thanksgiving to offer God for all the joy we experience before him because of you this church are bringing joy to Paul because their faith is strong do you know when you show your faith is strong you bring joy What thanksgiving to offer God for all the joy. We do what we can, praying away night and day, asking for the bonus of seeing your faces again and doing what we can to help when your faith falters. We don't want your faith to falter. If you're struggling today, let somebody know. Reach out, message a friend that you trust. There's bricks that are surrounding you that want to support you. Message somebody because we don't want to see your faith faltering. Because we know that Jesus will make a way, even when there seems to be no way. 1 Thessalonians 3 verses 11 to 13 finishes with this. May God our Father himself and our master Jesus clear the road to you. And may the master pour on the love so it fills your lives and splashes over on everyone around you, just as it does from us to you may you be infused with strength and purity filled with confidence in the presence of god our father when our master jesus arrives with all his followers jesus will clear the road to you jesus will make a way when there seems to be no way i I watched a video this week and sam's just going to put it on the screen for you and it starts off showing you a beautiful road in croatia that road doesn't look difficult it's quite wide but then we see it In the winter we see it with snow and we see there is no way through that snow other than with the snow plow and even the snow plow struggles to move any of that snow but what does the snow plow do when it struggles to get through it doesn't just turn around and go forget it I'm not bothering it it actually lifts the plow higher it lifts the plow higher in order to move the snow do you know we can stop video now, I think, if it's not. I can't see it, so I don't know what you're seeing. But actually, Jesus makes a way when there seems to be no way. And maybe once that road that you had in your life looked clear, maybe it looked like it wasn't difficult, and yet now things have come and blocked it. Well, just like that snowplow, keep lifting Jesus higher. Keep lifting Jesus higher, because as we lift him higher, he makes a way where there seems to be no way. We see the road, we know there's a road, but then stuff gets in the way. What stuff have we allowed to get in the way? What stuff have we allowed to drift and block the route that we need to be? What's getting in between us and God? It might be that we've put things in place and that that snow plow could be like Jesus trying to get to you because you've blocked the route to him. This morning, unblock it. Ask him to plow through. Ask him to push through. What helps the plow keep going? Firstly, the person driving it knows there's a road there. The person who's in charge knows there is a way. Secondly, the power and the strength of the plow help it to keep going. And thirdly, the pointed device on the front that when it gets stuck gets lifted higher. Do you know, we don't get much trouble with the snow like this in our country, but even when we see the tiniest flakes, Maybe you'll remember that Jesus makes a way because he is in charge. He knows there's a way. He knows there's a way beneath all the rubbish. He knows and he has the power and the strength to help you keep going when we trust and count on him. We remember that Jesus makes a way through his power in victory over death, through his power in victory over sin. And when we seem to be stuck, just lift Jesus higher and keep pressing on because he has made a way where there seems to be no way. I've I've quoted a lot of songs, some of them quite modern this morning. I want to finish with a a couple of lines from a song I remember as a child. I think my Auntie Annie sang. It might even be my grandma. There's a way back to God from the dark paths of sin. There's a door that is open and you may go in. At Calvary's cross is where you begin when you come as a sinner Jesus do you know you might think you are lost you might think you've gone and blown it but there is a way back Jesus has made the way there is a door that is still open and where does it start it starts at the foot of the cross that's not where it ends that's where it begins when we come as a sinner to Jesus when we say yes I've got it wrong do you know his way is already clear his door is already open. In this world, there may be trouble ahead, there may be trouble right now, but Christ has overcome the world. While Jesus is with us, we can face it and we can sing a song of praise to God. We can turn a cartwheel of joy to Jesus our Saviour. We can face the music and dance. This passage finishes with a prayer and as I've said before, many people say, I struggle to pray. Well, you can use the last two verses of this chapter for yourself. God's love God, pour love on me so it cascades out onto others. Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit, with your purity. God, give me confidence to speak out your truth and to live in faith and to trust in Jesus. May we be able to face the music and dance. I don't watch Strictly. You may watch Strictly come dancing. I don't watch it. I don't know who is the best professional on it. But I do know That usually the winning professional has the best partner. You know, I don't think Anne Widdicombe did particularly well, even though she had a professional dancer with her. I don't think, um, what was the guy called? Was he something bird that that was really bad? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. He was awful, but actually his professional dancer made him better, but he was never gonna win. You know, even the best professional paired with me would struggle. I would hold them back. I would ruin their rumba as well as fouling up their foxtrot. But actually, even the worst dancer with the greatest partner can achieve amazing results. Because this morning, you can have the best partner on your journey, Jesus. We can face uncertain days because he lives. We can still face the troubles and still dance. We can still rejoice. We can know he is with us, even to the ends of the earth. And surely that is something to celebrate no matter what. So, there will be trouble ahead. It's not just behind us. It's not just with us. There will be trouble ahead. But this morning, we know with Jesus, we can face it. And with each other cheering each other on, we can stay strong and we can journey forwards, despite the road sometimes being unclear. So who's cheering you on? Who are you cheering on? And who are you counting on to save you? Today there may be trouble but let's face the music and not just dance but sing songs of praise to God and turn cartwheels of joy to Jesus our saviour because he alone is the one we can count on let's pray father God I thank you for your word and I thank you that even though we can face uncertain days we can face them knowing that you live We can face them knowing that you are here, that you are with us. And Father, help us have the strength and the power to stand firm on you. Help us to count on your name. Help us to know that you've called us your own. Help us to know that our names are written in your hands. That, Father, our lives are in your heart. Father God, I pray today that we will know the the, the security that we stand firm on the rock that is Jesus. And I pray for anybody watching this this morning, I pray, Lord, that they will know that that music itself, we we can't count on music, but we can count on the one who made music, the one who created sound, the one who spoke us into existence. Father God, this morning, I pray, Lord, that we will know that life starts at the cross, that we can come as a sinner, that we can come as having blown it all, to Jesus and know that he will transform and change and shape our lives father this morning help us to recognize we know there is a way back there is a way back to God father even the deepest rubbish can cover the clearest road and I pray Lord today that you will help us to start get rid of that rubbish to plow through so that we can know the way back to God in your name Amen.